Hi everyone. Welcome to episode 32 of the Doodlecast. Hi. I'm Swinky, your host. Do I look different? Do you like it? <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm joined as always by the Silly Goose of Glendale, who was also crowned Silly Goose of California. Pew, pew, say hi. Uh, okay, this is going to be the most disappointing cut in the history of the Doodlecast. I hope our <laughs> audience is ready. I'm just normal pew. There is no Doodle version of me yet. 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 Mm-hmm. How how are you doing? You how are you doing, darling? Here's the problem: is I usually cut to you every now and then,、mm-hmm. but I can't because your lip flaps go off of my voice as well as <laughs> yours. So,、um, how are you doing, my love? I am doing well. I'm so very happy to be in Swinky Doodle form again. This is what inspired a lot of things. Swinky Doodles rocks, and she's here with her flowers and her favorite flower dress. Am I cute? Do you like me? Let me know in the comments. How's everyone doing? How are you, Pew? What's going on? I am good. I'm good.、Um, I. I'm excited because we got、uh, we had a conversation with a fan.、Uh, dare I say a fan of the show? A fan of、yeah. the show. Tony Glazer checked in and said, "Why are why is Swinky a person on the Swinky Doodle Cast? <laughs> why is she not a doodle?" And、um, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're gonna cut to Swinky Doodle, but it looks like oh my! Here comes Jerry.、Oh、Jerry、my. might be coming up the tree. Oh Nope, he's stopped. He's stopped. He stopped, but he's there. He's stopped. He's looking at the camera. I can see him. I can see him too. This is exciting, Pew. This is exciting. Here he comes. Here he comes. You're、ah! gonna see a squirrel coming up the side of the tree.、Ah! There he is. There's Jerry. He's Jerry! on the show. Welcome、Jerry! to the program, Jerry. Oh, Hi, Jerry. he's looking great. He,、uh, it was amazing. Did he stop? Did he, he stop? He stopped. He looked at the camera and then he went back up the tree. So it is just a huge day, and、oh, you know what that、wow. means, darling. What does that mean, Pew? It means we cannot reset this episode. We have to record to the end of this episode. <laughs> so whatever happens, we have to fight through it. All right. All right. <laughs> How are you doing, my darling? I'm bobbing my head a little bit because we were having some trouble with the frame rates on the GoPros last week.、Oh. It looks like it's okay.、Uh, how How are you doing? What's the report from Swinkylandia? Well,、um, I burnt my hand. Is that news? I mean, just how are you in general?、Oh. We don't have to get into news yet. <laughs> it's not the news. It's just something that happened. So now I have band aid. Yeah, and it hurts. And I think I have a blister. This hasn't happened in decades. I think the last time I burnt myself, I was a kid. Pew. When was the last time you burnt yourself, Pew? I burn myself every day when I wake up and look in the mirror. Boom. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> It happens to me often. Remember, I was talking about steam burn some time ago,、uh, when you open the pot and then you look inside, and then and then、um, you burn your face. That happens to me sometimes. It has been happening recently because I've wisened up. You have to learn from your mistakes. That's advice from Swinky Doodles. I feel like I really want to do a kiss. My aunt Swinky Doodle says,、oh, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah."、Um, and I'm trying to think of a question.、Mm. What is the happiest way to be even happier while also making other people happy? Swinky Doodle, that's the question for you this week. The happiest way to be happier while making other people happy is to be open and honest, but also think about people's feelings. And think about your feelings. Thinking, thinking is the way to go. Thinking, people, use your brain, and then you'll be happy. Everyone around you will be happy. It's hard to be happy when people around you are sad. So that'll be a problem, I think. Interesting take.、Um, sad people are dumb. <laughs> no, no, no.、Um, sad. Sometimes it's harder to be happy when people around you are sad. But if you are happy, you might. There's a chance that you might infect them with that happiness. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I think I like being sinky doodles. I meant going back to the、uh, use your brain,、mm-hmm. and then you'll be happier.、Mm-hmm. Ergo, <laughs> if you don't use your brain, you're dumb. <laughs> If you don't use your, if you are unhappy, it's because you're not using your brain. Okay,、uh, I have to admit, there I wasn't really thinking straight.、Um, okay, let me resent. 
I rescind uh, my previous statement and I say that the way to happiness is probably knowing yourself. Although that might not be good if you're if you're a murderer or a liar and a, a thief. Knowing yourself might be a little too difficult and you won't be happy when you know yourself. But at least you know yourself, right? All right, Swinky Doodle, you are rocking it. I really like having Swinky Doodle as Swinky Doodle on the show. You're doing a, an incredible job. Um, but yeah, this is, there is no one like me. This isn't about you. This is um, maybe about some of our, we'd maybe do some honors. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uma, I wouldn't exist without the following people. Hit it, Pew. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, allow me to thank the following people for their support and love on Patreon. You too can be one of us. You can uh, join us. Uh, it's only uh, $1 a month. All right, here we go. Miss Cheryl Burns, Jeremy, Margo, Mr. Tomaki, Jan, Marta, Jeannie and Jean. Rima, hi. How you doing? How's everybody doing? And then, of course, Pew's Beloved siblings and mom and dad. Baba, mama, sisters, Jesse. Yay! It's very cute because when the, the when the doodle you, mm-hmm. when you're reading, she looks down, but she's not looking down at anything. It's like it's written on her shoes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mind. She's okay. And I mean, wait, excuse me. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay, okay. Also, if I may, it seems like Doodle You is much more prone to singing oh. than Real You is. <laughs> I think uh, Swinky Doodles always has a song in her heart. Because I think, isn't living a song, Pew? I think it is. Shall we take it down to Commentopia? <laughs> okay, yes, please. I've got a question for Swinky Doodle. Does does this music scare you? You are a doodle, um, and maybe you're more sensitive to scary things than human Swinky is. Uh, I have enough of human Swinky in me to know that this music shouldn't scare me. It should make me excited to read the comments. Am I allowed to read the comments now? Pew! Yes, it's time for Commentopia. Okay, here we go. This comment is from Miss Cheryl Burns. She's one of our patrons, Pew. She left this comment on um, the episode where I tried to do limericks. All right. So she said... Whoa, whoa, listen, whoa. whoa. Listen, so listen. we... No, no, no. We knew this was controversial. <laughs> you know that I'm protecting the throat. So now I'm wondering if you are uh, cherry-picking comments to, uh, <laughs> to build your case for dethroning me. No, no, Pew. No, 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 no. This is what Miss Cheryl Burns said. I didn't call her to tell her to say this at all. Honestly. If this comment is anything other than your limerick was a good effort, but really not great in execution, then this is uh, this is fraud across the board. Remember, my goal was just to get into the kingdom. I'm not trying to come for the throne up you. Please um, let me read it. The comment. She oh, said. Commentopia is over. You're out of music. <laughs> <laughs> There's no commentopia anymore. Pew. Okay, oh, no, no, I'll say it. I'll say it anyway. I think Swinky entered the kingdom most definitely. Thank you. All right, all right, Burns family, you are persona non grata in my life. You can have Swinky. Uh, this is a, a wild gambit you're pulling. She's yours. I'm not anymore. Oh, Pew, get over it. I'm in the kingdom. You can't stop us. I'm I'm hoping that uh, as more people watch that episode, uh, chances are low, but if more people watch that episode, um, they will also write their own limericks and join the kingdom. The kingdom is for everyone. The kingdom of limericia. <laughs> Nature care. That. Straight away, you are much harder to wrangle as a doodle form than you are as a swinky form. Well, Pew, that shouldn't be a problem now, should it? I know you know oh, something Pew... Okay, this is for the audience. People, something Pew almost 
uh, tells me almost every day is that wrangling me is his greatest joy. That's so close to what I actually say. May I tell them what I actually say or do we not have enough time? You can tell them. Uh, what I actually say is uh, wrangling Swinky is the hardest job I've ever had in my entire life. And also the greatest. Yay! And, and also the greatest joy. It is also the greatest joy. I'm not lying when I say it is the greatest joy in my whole life. But also wrangling you is the hardest job I've ever... Getting you out the door in the morning <laughs> is next to impossible. <laughs> I don't think I'm that difficult, am I? Really? I don't think so. Like the other day, okay, so, okay, so, um, this, I'm going to throw this out there for the listeners to know where this conversation is coming from. So sometimes, uh, when Pew and I are going somewhere in the morning, um, Pew is ready really quickly, but it takes me a little bit more time. And I don't think it's a point of stress. At least it's not for me, but for him. Clearly it's not for you. If it was, you'd be ready. (laughs) Uh, and he gets, uh, he gets, uh, a little riled up, you know, he just, he's not so happy. So. Uh, there was one day I was coming down the stairs. I was in a really good mood. I was planning to wear my pants once I got to the bottom of the stairs. See, now this is how you get ready in the morning. You make plans to wear your pants later. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'll, I'll wear them uh, when I get to the bottom of the stairs. I didn't want to wear them on the stairs or up on up the stairs, you know? I wanted to do, oh, oh, I know my reason. Uh, heaty. I wanted to be close to the heater. So anyway, so um, I was coming down the stairs going, la, 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 la. And I had my, uh, my, my trousers. I was carrying a pair of trousers. And Pew saw me and he said, what are you doing? So I stopped. I stopped on the stairs because that's where we were talking. I have to concentrate these days because if I'm not looking where I'm going, I, I very easily fall. <laughs> so, so I stopped. And uh, Pew, Pew got mad because I was coming down the stairs singing without my pants on <laughs> just holding them in one hand <laughs> okay that's on you pew now let me tell the story how it actually happened can i yeah without any editorial changes to make you more innocent okay, fine. you can lie to our listeners that's that's your choice pew it's okay. your prerogative so swinky was upstairs singing to herself just going la 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 all morning 15 minutes after i told her we're leaving in 10 minutes She's walking down the stairs, still with no pants on, still singing. <laughs> then she just stops at the villa staircase, stops singing, and stares at the wall. <laughs> well, that's because you were talking to me, baby. I have to focus. Nope, you stopped before I talked to you. You, really? you were just standing in silence, staring at the wall in your underwear, five minutes after we were supposed to be in the car. Um, That's not how I remember it, but okay, sure, pew. Anyway, um, so since I am unshakable, uh, yeah, Pew's foul mood didn't bother me at all, so he had to let go of it. <laughs> how, am I, how am I? I'm trying to get you to the doctor. I know, and you did. Good job, Pew. You're such a good driver. What's, Hi. What's the next segment? <laughs> Swanky News Network presents... The war on crickets. Ah, yes. The war on crickets. Now, people, you know, at this point, uh, we ha- are winning the war in the house at least. And uh, therefore, the other day when we were outside, I thought, you know, we're fine. We, we have no qualms. Crickets outside, no problem. But then field reporter, Pew. Field commander. Pew, field commander, sorry. It's sorry. a Leonard Cohen reference. Ooh. Wait. Leonard Cohen also used to kill crickets. No, he had an album, Field Commander Cohen. Oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't have a book on all the crickets he killed in his career. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, um, so Pew, Field Commander Pew, took it upon himself to start uh, squashing our enemies while they were out on, on, on no man's land. There was no, nothing happening there. And I don't know. I don't actually blame him. Shall we hear from Field Reporter Pew or... Or not. Field, field there team. is no field reporter Pew, so we can't hear from field reporter Pew. I'm going to cut back to you, and if you want to try to set this up again, you can. Um, Wait, field reporter Pew quit? What happened? Where is he? Oh, my! He His title was just explained to you a minute yes, ago. Yes, 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 but he, now, I mean, when the field commander is reporting, he's... Oh, field Pew. commander Pew checking in here. Field reporter <laughs> Pew is dead and buried. Thank you for staying with the times. <laughs> All right, field commander reporter Pew, tell us what's going on. 
on the front lines. This is Field Commander Pugh reporting from the, the front lines of the Glendale Theater in the war on crickets. Uh, yes, there, there was, as we believe here out in the field, I don't know what you think in, in the home court, but uh, we believe the best um, offense is to kill crickets, <laughs> as the old saying goes. So we took it upon ourselves. Apparently, uh, President Swinky believes that we should have crickets climbing into the exhaust pipe of the car, building a nest there, and then turning <laughs> on the radiator so that all the crickets come flying out into her nose, eyes, and mouth. But uh, field, field Commander Pew disagrees, so he took initiative where President Swinky could not. That's right, Field Commander Pew 2022. I see we might be dealing with a military coup on our hands, so I will get back to you guys on that. But thank you, Field Commander Reporter Pew, for letting us know your plans. Well, that was very diplomatic of you to still say thank you after he declared that he's going to try to usurp <laughs> you in 2022. Imagine if we all behaved like that. Imagine. Imagine. That's harps. Because dream music. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, I don't have any qualms with Field Commander Reporter Pew as long as he's killing crickets. This is all uh, that from the front lines. Thank you for tuning in. Well, I'm just wondering, um, I know where my vote is going. Oh? Producer Pew would love to see Field Commander Pew in the highest office in the war on crickets. Which way do you think you'll vote in 2022? Uh, I will vote for myself, obviously, Pew. And then Field Commander Pugh can vote for himself. And then we'll just have, you know what? I'll appoint him Prime Minister. How's that? We'll just do it the Kenyan way. We'll just come up with a new post and then uh, hire the person who lost. Because we're all friends. And we can rule the country together. together. <laughs> You're silly. I have news. This is Field Commander Pew checking in one last time on this report. If I become president, I will appoint current President Swinky, not to a prime minister position, but maybe to, I don't know, toilet detail. <gasps> Pew! No! Why would you do that? That's not nice. Okay, um, producer Pew jumping in here. Mm. Uh, it, it is... Regrettable, but I must inform you that your puppet is not articulated enough to show any emotion but joy. So the oh, distress really? just played as joy <laughs> for that animation. I'm not too stressed out, so um, that's okay. All right, but it does sound like we have a coup on our hands in the war on crickets. This is, I guess people will have to tune in next week to find out where the ongoing serial saga <laughs> continues. <laughs> for more updates, tune in next week. Thank Man. you. Love you. Bye. What a nail-biter. You want to move on to the next segment? Yes, Pew. All right. I don't know what the next segment is. Oh, I do know. Ooh, I know this one. I know this one. I like this one. Noteworthy. Where are we at? Did we talk Raven House? The end of Raven Lane last week? I think... Wait, no. No. No, we, di we didn't. We talked about um, the Christ... And how it was finished, and how you were going to pitch it, and we practiced pitching. The Christ is so last week. I finished another feature this week. Yeah. You're really prolific, Piangos. All right. And since you read it, why don't you just tell the audience all its wonderful qualities that enchanted you so? Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so you all know that Pew is the wordsmith of this family. And um, that's so there are a lot of words in this script uh and everyone is in a house and everyone is talking about things that happened so they're not the things aren't really happening as you watch them so that's my critique uh and now hand over to you pew <sighs> yes this was not you were not a fan of raven lane <laughs> you, i was sitting at the table reading it and every time you'd come downstairs I'd be <laughs> kind of plowing through each page. Not that it's but it's excellent writing, but it's just tedious. It was tiring. <laughs> <laughs> it was tiring. And and Pew, you're right. I can't hide how I'm feeling as I'm reading something. It shows on my face. Are you heartbroken? Are you okay? 
Are you okay? You just know how to cut writers to the marrow of their bones, saying things like, well, it's not bad, it's just tedious. <laughs> I, I mean well, I mean well. And I'm just being honest. Um, it's the first draft, right? It's the first draft. So it's, it's going to get better, Pew. It will. Can you imagine mm. if you like produced an album mm-hmm. and you gave it to me to listen to and then I handed it back to you and I was like, it's really good. I just, I think you chose the wrong notes. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would produce a whole album without letting you listen to it first, first of all. Okay. So if it's the first, I have written songs and you said, oh, this seems feels like it's missing this or this part just it doesn't make any sense. The lyrics are clunky. You've told me that before. I always run first drafts by you. So I think I'd be fine. I wouldn't produce an album without having your hand in it in some way. Right. Right. I like just watching you watch your puppet as you do your animations. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. I really like it. You know what? We're going to come back to Noteworthy mm. as we review the Did third. Did I break your heart? Oh, my. First of all, yes. Yeah. No. It, do you know how hard it is to write a whole feature and then no, watch no. your wife not enjoy it? I. So do you want an honest response or not? Did you want me to pretend when I was reading That's it? That's so funny because your puppet looks happy. <laughs> it can't show any emotion but happiness. No matter how distressed you are, yeah. it's just it's smiling and its little eyebrows are dancing about. Make the saddest face you can and then say, I'm super, super sad. I think I'm going to go jump off a cliff. I'm super, super sad. I think I'm going to jump off a cliff. And that is, I can't wait for you to see how that looks. Your eyes were closed, <laughs> but when you see it, you do not look super, super sad at all. It's okay. Sinking no, but, can be happy permanently. Come on. All mm. I want is for you to enjoy the art I create. If, if 100% of what I make mm. delighted you, then I'd be so happy. That's how I feel too, Pew. And sometimes I write a song and you say, this one, doesn't. it's not really going anywhere, is it? <laughs> when? When have you ever created a song that was a complete dud? Maybe there will be like lyrics here and there and then we work it's on cleaning them. It's usually lyrics because yeah. you're a wordsmith. But, yes. the, but the melodies that you make, the songs you write, the harmonies you mm-hmm. do, the different movements you do throughout the song, mm. they're always so solid. There, there were, Of course, there were things in the script that made me happy, Pew. Just... Not okay. Name one. A, name one. Let's see if you can remember one thing that one you thing enjoyed. One thing that made me yes. happy. And then we'll move on from noteworthy. I like and, that. Um, before we move on, I do want to say that we will come back to it later, and mm. I will and I will explain why it's totally okay that you didn't enjoy it. Okay. As uh, later on in the episode. Okay, I liked that there's a cat, and unfortunately the cat is killed. But I liked that there's a cat, and that the cat was loved. And I also liked the happy ending. You know, I like happy endings. Uh, and people win in the end. Goodness wins in the end. Well, okay, maybe not goodness, but at least <laughs> cleverness. <laughs> cleverness wins in the end. <laughs> so that, that's, that's good. For me, that's good. Also, I, I have tried time and again to call it the end of Raven Lane. Mm. When I'm asking people to read it, it is impossible for me to call it anything other than the Murder House Murders. Because I think that accurately sets up how loopy and stupid the whole thing is. Yes, yes. And it's it's good. It's good. Um, it's a good mystery. I This is the thing that made me a little sad is that I enjoyed the treatment. You know when you, you, when you write the short story before you make that into something with, with not lyrics, um, monologues and dialogue. <laughs> before you write the script. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> Lots of technical <laughs> terms getting thrown around the table today. <laughs> So before you get to that, um, you write the treatment where you write. It's like you write the short story. And I enjoyed the short story. So I don't know what went wrong, what exactly went wrong in the script that I didn't enjoy it as, the, as, as much as I enjoyed the treatment. Your animations are so cute. <laughs> really? You ready to do the news? Yes, Pew. All right. All Wait, you gotta... so you're not going to say anything about Noteworthy? You're just going to leave it, in, leave it in the air as though I'm someone who's always discouraging you, Pew? 
No, I'm going to come back to it later. Okay. Don't worry. I told okay. you. We're coming back to it. Okay. But we're okay. going to leave it there for the time right. being. All, right. All I need is for you to call uh, First News article. First News article! You and I celebrated our anniversary. And um, it was really fun. We ended up doing it uh, somewhere around the Rose Bowl. And we didn't know there were benches nearby. So we just sat on some stones and in front of a, a transformer. And we had a really good time. And we took silly pictures. And we were laughing a lot. And I remember laughing a lot. So, Pew, thank you for another year. I hope we have more years together. Uh, Yeah, thank you for eight years. I've Mm -hmm. loved almost every minute of it. There have been some trying times, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm just, I'm so happy to be your partner and I can't wait. Can we do another eight? Have you got it in you? Yes. Yes. Let's do it, Pew. Let's do it. I think we should try. We should try to double down. Yes. All right. And the other question I have is um, on Monday, I believe it's tomorrow, we have reason not to celebrate, but to commemorate. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you'd like to go to those um, those benches that we saw after our lunch and have another picnic tomorrow. I think we should. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, Pew. Uh, Pew is actually talking about, you want me to say? Of course you can. I just didn't, I didn't want to throw you under the bus. This is, oh. this is like your personal, personal this thing. Is, it's, it, you are the commander of this information, not yeah. me. Uh, It'll be six years since mom died, and so we're going to kind of uh, just sit in remembrance and appreciation for the years we had with her. Yeah. And this would be a leave at your leisure. I'm not going to try to get you out of the house at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, (laughs) You just tell me when you're ready to go, and we'll go, okay? Okay. (laughs) That sounds good to me. I'm looking forward to that. Um, There's this song we I did uh, about, I released about a year after mom died. It's called Sending You My Love. And I'm planning to post that again. Just, just I, maybe I want to make it a thing that I do every year. I post the song every every anniversary of mom's death. Yeah. But you know the weird thing is that uh, one of my very close friends and also a patron, oh my, is, uh, is celebrates her birthday on the day mom died. <laughs> so I can't forget either of them. Wait, is it Kerr? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's a day of, of joy in that you know one one's person one person's pain ended and one person continues to live on and they're a special person in my life. So it's a good day. We will celebrate it. Yeah. With gratitude. Next is Arka. We went on a picnic with friends. It was my first social distance uh, picnic, and we had such a good time. It was really nice. Um, we Pew made muffins because he was so excited to be going out to hang out with other people. And we enjoyed those uh, a lot. They were delicious. Uh, the, they have a child, and the child kept forgetting that we're supposed to be social distancing. So she would come to us, <laughs> and then her parents would say, no. Pew, do you have anything to say about that? They have more than a child. Oh, yeah. They have two beautiful children. Oh, the other one is a baby. The baby doesn't move. <gasps> the baby was so cute. Pew was desperate to hold the baby, but um, yeah. Social distancing. So if you go for a picnic, uh, remember to practice social distancing. Be careful. Next is Arco. Oh, my. First of all, the animation on your eyes was very cute. It just went left and right really well. <laughs> I had more blood drawn. You know, I've never had so much blood drawn in my life. Okay, so we went for a blood glucose test and I thought, oh, she's going to take blood. Okay, no problem. So I gave her my arm. I did the squeezy squeeze and she tied my arm and my veins popped out and she she put in the the <laughs> she put in she, the, this is, the needle. You're, you're underselling it the the nurse lined up a series of quarters on your arm and when your veins popped they all went shooting across the room <laughs> yes <laughs> my veins don't hide they don't they they're not shy so um so my veins popped out she put the needle in and i thought oh it's just one vial i can look at this no so i was looking and then i saw her picking out another vial <laughs> 
And she filled another vial and I couldn't look at it. And then she picked another vial and filled it. And I, I couldn't look. I couldn't look. Because at this point, I was thinking, are they going to take 10 vials like they did last time? So it ended up being just three, but that was out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. And um, it, it went well. This time there were no accidents. The last time when we did the 10 vials, there was there were a couple, there was a needle that had an issue or something. And it ended up with blood all over the place. <laughs> Did I tell you that story for you? There was blood everywhere splattered. And the doctor, the, the phlebotomist said, no, don't worry about it. This happens sometimes. And then he was showing me the defective part and comparing to a part that was working properly. And the whole time you were saying, could you please just uh, close up this gash? Because there's still blood erupting out of <laughs> yeah. you, spraying on his face, <laughs> dripping down his clothing. There was a lot of blood. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, later on, we went to another phlebotomist who took some more blood. And he said, uh, if you have a burger, a big burger, you'll be fine by lunchtime. Yeah, you can replenish the amount of blood that's been lost. Isn't that amazing how the human body can heal itself? Oh, my. Do you want my, my uh, Groucho Marx-style joke about this situation? Yes. Uh, taking, taking one little container of blood is fine, but if you do two or more, it's disgusting. Really, it's reviling. <laughs> that's a good one, Pew. You have, you're full of jokes. We should call you... Jew. Joke man. Oh wait. <laughs> I meant to say joking pew. And I put Let's them just together. hold on Swinky for that. <laughs> Oops. I didn't mean it that way. I meant I meant to say, you know, like joking pew. Jew. But then I Oh no, I'm all in. You are required <laughs> to call me Jew for the rest of this episode. <laughs> you are the only Jew in this house and at this table. For now. Jan Jan Jan. But it's passed through the mother, and I'm not Jewish. So, you know. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, um, mm. here's. do you have any Jewish in you? No. Would you like some? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yes, it will be. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> You're a very silly goose. It's a goose. Well, that's half in the news. Thank you for tuning in. I love you all. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to be serious. Uh, Swinky Doodles can be serious even for the news. Prove Forgive it. me. Forgive me. Nature Cam. Let's just check in with the Nature Cam while we tee up the next segment of this program. How does that sound to you? That sounds great. And I'm so glad that Jerry made an appearance. I'm looking forward to seeing the video. I am. And also, it's nice because um, we're shooting at a shutter angle of 11. Eight or something like that, eleven point seven, which means that he had no uh, no motion blur on him. Every frame is going to be a crisp image of Jerry, and you could step through frame by frame and see how he crawls up the tree if you wanted to. Wow. Okay. The first part didn't make any sense to me, but now when the second part made sense, when you said it means that you can pause and look at him moving, that's nice. It is. You ready for the next segment? Yes, Pew. Movie Review V. It's time for Movie Review V. This is the segment of the show where we review V, the movies that <laughs> we view V. Um, we watched four this week, but one didn't even make the cut for Review V because it was so just lame. It, it was so bad that the title was them, uh, was, was a sentence with a full stop. Yes, the on, the reason we watched I feel bad because I really wanted to like it. It stars Melanie Linsky of... Um, Heavenly Creatures mm-hmm. fame, mm-hmm. and I think she's phenomenal. Love her. This was just such a, like a, a, I don't know, like a soggy brick kind of movie. Yeah. And the thing is, Pew can tell if a movie is written and directed by someone. That is absolutely true. About 15, <laughs> 20 minutes into a movie, I will say, oh my God, this is one of those writer-director movies. And 100% of the time, I have been right so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really tell. There's something about them, isn't there? I can tell you exactly what it is about them. What is it, Pew? It's that they never rewrote the script. When you have a screenwriter Mm. whose life is screenwriting, Mm. they work really hard to write a script. Mm. Then the director comes in and points out what doesn't work with their style and what doesn't make sense. Mm. Like it, it... it gets put through stress tests Mm. that writer directors don't put their own scripts through. Right. Because they're writing something to get the money so that they can be a director. Mm. They're not writing something because it's important to them that the script is really good. Here comes Jerry. Oh my, 
another time? Yep, coming on up. Where is he? Is he going to be visible? Ah, there he goes. Look at him go. Jerry! Oh, my God. Yay, yay. Now his little tail. Okay, now he's gone. So they, they just, uh, writer-director scripts, nine times out of ten, don't get the same stress tests mm-hmm. that um, that a screenwriter writing to be an excellent screenwriter would mm-hmm. get. Yeah. And then passing that off to another team, having the whole team read it and say, like, this is awesome, but we really need to work on this problem, or this doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, the the When it was obvious was that Melanie Linsky's character was... The whole point of the movie was that the world is full of assholes, and if it, there weren't assholes, our lives would just be a little bit better. Mm. And within the first 10 minutes, she's throwing feces at someone's head. Mm. Like, she's an asshole, too. Right. Nobody checked or questioned that as they were writing and directing it mm. because the writer-director was so busy getting to the like the clever priest bit that they were going to do later that right. he had some great idea for. Like, they get so wrapped up in their own ideas mm. that nobody questions them, and you just get this, like, really mucky film wow. it, it, anyway they all stink they all stink the of writer this. director films yeah, yeah not all of them nine times out of ten they have this really wretched stench to them in my mm. opinion of mm. you can tell them from yeah. a mile away yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no stress test was given at all to any of the ad- ideas mm. in the screenplay and it really really gets under my skin wow okay pew well which movies are we going to review? Yeah, I have totally <laughs> failed about not talking about that film. <laughs> we, we decided, because we had four movies, we decided we're going to cut out one, and we both agreed on that one because we didn't like it. Ah, but still, Pew had to say you something, tricked me. Okay. You tricked me. I tricked you. That's okay, Pew, but you didn't have to review it, so that's good. All right, so Pew, which one's going first? Why don't you go first this time? All right, so... No, actually, no, sh- I should go first. We've got three films. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a, a week of classics. Yes. Of all these films were made before 1930, I believe. Yes. Looking down, nope, nope, nope. Rashomon was was uh, 1950s. 40s, late 40s. I think 49, but it ah. could be, it could have been 50s. But it was copyright 1950, no? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so so they're all classics, mm. all black and white, which mm-hmm. is a genre, not even a genre, but it's a genre <laughs> you avoid. You avoid it as if it were a genre you hate. Yes, yes. I like color. Shoot me. No, actually, don't shoot me. Um, just appreciate that I like color. Love you, bye. Um, so we watched Metropolis, mm-hmm. the the Fritz Lang nineteen twenty nine classic sci fi. Yeah. We watched Rashomon, the Akira Kurosawa mm. nineteen fifty classic. Oh nah. And we watched Duck Soup, the nineteen twenty nine <laughs> Marx Brothers classic. Oh, that was nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, I could be wrong on that. I could be dead wrong on okay. that. Okay. But um, uh, three, in my opinion, just stone cold classics, mm. testaments to what can be done with a camera and a and a microphone. Yeah. Um, but let's let's hear your reviews. We're going to do them in the order we watched them. So if you could hit us with your review of Met- Metropolis. Metropolis, as reviewed by Swinky. The city was huge. And the film really showed the drudgery and monotony of factory jobs that can be done by machines. The imagery was evocative, of course, but everyone knows that, so let me tell you something about silent films. They use their hands to show every emotion. For example, when you're angry, shocked, or scared, you make this shape with your fingers, when, when, like the shape you make when you're squeezing something. And I will cut to me and make that shape because you cannot make shapes with your hand. Your little oh, okay. stick hands aren't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, so you just move them around your face or around your neck. And, and there, there you have uh, silent movie acting. Bam! All right, Metropolis. I'm happy to join in the choir to elevate Lang even higher. The vision, the skill, the cinema thrill of the future a century prior. Ooh. Good job, you. It's a good little limerick. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe not the best I've done in the whole series, but mm-hmm. it's a, I stand by it 100%. I liked Metropolis um, because it was, okay, it was very theatrical, but it was true. You say it was true. Yeah, it was true. That it, it, that what did you find so true about it? <laughs> How it's true that people that work the hardest physically, like they do the hardest physical labor, are usually the most, and they they are the poorest, and they live underground. We don't see them, we don't care about, and therefore we don't care about them, and their lives are an, a constant drudgery. 
and it, it was mostly true and the truth remains even now yeah so i like that about it about metropolis and then what i liked also pew, 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 is that excuse me my name is not pew, 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 pew. it's pew i'm not saying it bah field commander pew nope there was another why name why you that want was me given. to say that but that was it was a mistake i didn't want to say it it was a mr ache because i'm a boy Anyway, another thing I liked about Metropolis is that the the images are so poignant that it's been used in many movies and in many references. Pew played some, even some music videos for me and some movie clips showing me peop, uh, peop, uh, directors that had been influenced by Metropolis. So this is an iconic film and I didn't know that it was German or that it was from the 1920s. It's just amazing how art continues to evolve and in and inform us and how how we view the world. It's amazing. So amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. So, so amazing. amazing. I loved this film and I felt completely embarrassed that I have not seen it in my entire life until this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this should be mandatory viewing for every <laughs> year one film student. But wasn't it? And then you just didn't watch it? Probably. <laughs> That's entirely possible. And it, it opened up the door. So many directors I love. There's, it, it, you have to, um, like, I, I said I loved Terry Gilliam. I said I loved Tim Burton. I did not love them, for I did not know them mm. until this week. That it, it revealed so much about who they are as filmmakers and how they, they set up scenes visually, how they set up environments. Yeah. Brilliant film. I'm not breaking any new ground saying Metropolis was amazing yeah. and that it's influenced filmmakers. I just felt so so dang embarrassed. Yeah, I'd never even heard about it. But that was so cool, Pew. I'm enjoying these pre-war German movies. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's kind of like this, you know, what what could have been if the country hadn't been derailed by a wild ass fascist movement for a decade. <laughs> like yeah. imagine where their cinema would be if they were able to continue creating art in the, in that style for right. that decade yeah. instead of handing all cameras over to the war propaganda effort. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they're, they're so creative and the sets they make they're so massive. Wow. Such a large scale. And I was wondering as as we were watching the film the, the about labor standards because there were too many kids there were so many kids how did they do that and they were flooding that place where the kids were there were no labor standards there were no <laughs> safety standards yeah. back then that was kind of like bring your family bring your kids we'll give you 20 what do they have in Germany schmeckles it's, it's each oil now it's what? what was mark what are they oh it's oigo. The, oigo? O- euro is euro. that the, is that uh, euro in German is oigo 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 yeah with the R yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. but Gut, uh, a gutter <laughs> uh, yeah there's some way they can do it well they can they can shake that epiglottis is that what it's called the one that yes goes, yes the epiglottal r yeah <laughs> i can't do that have you met the some french people do it really well they say and then it goes and i can't do it can you do it back home let us know my poor poor grandmother just sneezed at the universe oh hearing gosh. that r you did was listening to this i hope not <laughs> At least not that part. We should mute it just for her. <laughs> I think you're safe. I think. Me butchering the, 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 the epiglottal R. <laughs> save me, Pew. What's the next thing? <laughs> oh, I'll save you. I'll save you. The other thing that I loved is like that we still, a, a century later, and we still haven't topped the imagery of people being mm. fed into the machine of industry yeah. and the machine just eating them as if it were a giant beast. Like we still haven't mm. out... Um, like out imageried the imagery of that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he did it so early in cinema's life. There's a lot of that going on though. Like you see Chaplin, Keaton, mm. and uh uh Fritz Lang. Like you see these early filmmakers with unbelievable vision and commitment to this new medium that it's not like they were building on anyone else's work. They were just really coming up with these ideas. These ideas, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. I mean, and and the the difference is stark. If we were to go back and watch um, Edison films, mm-hmm. you would like you would buy a shotgun and put it in your head before you made it through an hour of Edison films. Edison films were like man walks through garden, picks flower, and that would be a three minute film. Or oh. a woman turns around and gets sprayed by a hose. Like the the 
work that other filmmakers were doing around that time yeah. was so unbelievably mundane, mundane. <laughs> that to see these films and here's the thing I learned about Metropolis mm. as I was watching it I was like god damn you really got your nickels worth if you went to see this film in the yeah. theater it was a flop nobody what? liked it when it came out it was a total dud was it too realistic and too um poignant for that for that time it was too long the original cut was two and a half hours people mm. were used to three minute films of train pulls into station mm. or woman picks flower or <laughs> this is a, a police officer on walks down the street <laughs> yeah yeah wow but i i loved it i done loved that film and yeah, i'm so glad good. we watched it mm-hmm. rashomon rashomon pew take the lead my darling rashomon as reviewed by swinky Rashomon makes me want to watch other Kurosawa films. The constant rain pounding on the roof made me a little sleepy at times, but the actors were really believable. Even the dead man lied. Do we all lie? Do we all somehow distort events to fit our comfort? Why is a woman at fault when she is raped? Why are we so proud? Who steals clothes from an abandoned baby? Are we inherently evil? Bam! All right, let's run them down. Can you ask those questions once more and I will give you answers. <laughs> okay. Do we all lie? Yes. Do we all somehow distort events to fit our comfort? Yes. Why is a woman at fault when she is raped? Because... Tread indiv- carefully, Piancos. Individual people are not terrible, but when people get averaged together, for some reason we become terrible as a group. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why a woman is at fault? I don't think any individual person would say that a woman is at fault for being raped. Mm. But suddenly when you get everybody in a room together and um, for some reason the average thought becomes that. And I don't know how it happens. But somehow (laughs) that seems to be, or maybe it goes back to lying that we all say no, but so many people believe yes, that they're able to lie through the no, but when you actually average out human behavior, Mm. it turns into a big, fat, loud yes. 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 All right. Next question. Why are we so proud? Um, Because I think that's essential to our survival. If we weren't proud, we'd just be like, okay, it's all good. And then we would have been eaten by bears. But uh, it's it's one of those things, not a flaw, it's a feature that we needed to rise up out of the muck. (laughs) Um, And now it maybe has out some of it has outlived its applicable purposes in day-to-day life. Like, we don't need it anymore, but it still hangs out. Okay. Last question. Wait, no. Second last question. Who steals clothes from an abandoned baby? I will answer your question with a question. Who abandons a baby? But then who steals clothes from an abandoned baby? A bad person. But I don't know. Is Do you have to be bad to abandon a baby? I don't think you do. Okay. Especially if you do it responsibly at a temple. Fire station? Or oh. a fire station. Well, in this film it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you do it, if you do it responsibly, yeah. it's, it's understandable. I'd rather see a baby abandoned at a fire station or at a temple right. than held on to in Skid Row while the parent you know, falls deeper and deeper into addiction right, and right. alienation and the baby suffers for it. Yeah. Last question. Yes. Are we inherently evil? No. All right, my review. All right, your review, Pew. Your turn. Thanks for answering my questions. Always my pleasure, darling. Do you have any other questions? No, that's all. Rashomon. It's a film of the classical sort where Tal... This one is a bit of a tongue twister. Bear (laughs) with me. Okay. It's a film of the classical sort where tale-telling plays as a sport. I can't say it kinder. This film's a reminder why hearsay don't hold up in court. Nice, baby. Very good. I like it. And I like that uh, it's also timely. <laughs> Do you want my... Hearsay doesn't hold up in court. Yes? Do you want my Rashomon joke? Yeah. I'm going to try to Ra- remember... Rash me with it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say it correctly. I haven't spoken it yet. Mm-hmm. I've just thought it several times. <laughs> okay. So let me make sure I've got it straight it's in okay. my head. okay. You're making excuses already. Disclaimers. What's well, no, no, no. Because if I don't say it correctly, because it's... Mm. Anyway, um, what was the joke? Your Rashomon joke. Never mind. I can't even remember it. It was good, though. I promise it was was amazing. Did I derail you? It's so funny because you look concerned on your face, but your puppet just looks so happy. Oh. 
เอามาฮ่า <laughs> Rashomon, what did you think of Rashomon? Ah, uh, well, gosh, it's people are bad. We we're bad. We're bad. Like the guy was dead, and he was being channeled through someone else, and even then he lied. That was the joke. That you, was the you ready? Joke? No, no, ah, you okay. ready for my joke? <laughs> I just remembered it. Uh huh. Ah, you can't spoil Rashomon. What are you gonna do? Tell him what happens? Boom! Come on, that's a good Rashomon joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't tell them what happens. Everyone has a different story, but that's really good. Like the, the movie holds your attention, even though it's people telling the the same story from different angles. Yes, and I liked seeing Watanabe-san. That mm. man hoovers oh, up attention yeah. when he's on screen. Mm. He just sucks you into his world. And Mifune, yeah. the guy who played the thief. Mm-hmm. That guy is electricity. I can't believe how cool he looks all the yeah, time. Every yeah. movement is mm. his. Really good actors. I don't know when did when did Japanese cinema s- switch to becoming so dramatized and w- too much space between reactions and like the uh, the movies I watch th- these days or the ones I've happened to watch these days from Japan. Even the popular ones, it's very acted. It doesn't feel like the people become those characters. It just feels like they're reciting lines, and they they, they don't hold my attention. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Even that one, it's just it's so they're so contrived. Like I would never believe any of these people. But in that in Rashomon, the actors are really those people. The the priest conjuring the spirit of the dead man. He was for real. The shaman, he was him. It was so good. All his movements, his facial expressions. I don't know. I don't know what changed. It was so good. it's very Fault. hard for me to enjoy Japanese movies. I'm gonna jump in these days um, mm. and claim faulty premise right there. Yeah. To say why aren't why isn't the average Japanese film as good as um, a Kurosawa film? Is like saying, you know, like why is the average thriller not quite as good as a Hitchcock thriller, or mm. why why can't why can't people make movies as good? Why isn't the average American film as good as as Stanley Kubrick's? Like you you've taken the best of the best of the best, sir, uh, okay. and you're trying to compare like the normal what people crank out as a commercial product mm. on a budget on a time limit to promote to, a, a pop star or something. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're trying to compare that to the greatest films ever made by the greatest artists who had the resources they needed ah. to make exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the most brilliant people with the most brilliant team behind them is just generally going to produce something better mm. than the most average team with the most <laughs> average budget behind them. Right. Okay. Okay. You're right, Pew. You're right. I, I It was a faulty premise. But it was just something that st- stood out to me because... Some some movies from Japan just leave me with a, a modern movies. They leave this not not a, like the bland taste on my my tongue. And that's another thing is is mm. the sample set will is not ever accurate. Like people pick the ten fifteen movies from a decade mm. that were just the best things ever made and that have stood the test yeah. of time, have mm. survived half a century of viewing and commentary and discussion and exploration and study. Mm-hmm you could find just as many garbage films from the era in which Rashomon was made that don't hold your interest, are completely mediocre, Mm. but they didn't survive the test of time. They're not being restored and redistributed on Blu-ray and 4K. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of dying a a silent death Mm. off screen. A natural death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, it's not fair to be like, oh, they just made them better back then. No, go back to Edison, watch Lady Picks a Flower, It's garbage. <laughs> it's just not a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Buster Keaton getting hit by a train, that survives because it was so perfect. Mm. You know what? You reminded me of a Japanese phrase that goes, Shizen Shomitsu. It's when something dies a natural death. It just dies. No one is destroying it. It just goes away. Mm. <laughs> and that's what happens when something is not so good. Oh, my! I hope that doesn't happen to me. Oh, my, 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 my. 
Next movie? Next movie, which was clearly your favorite. I don't know if you liked it more than Caligula, but let's talk about Duck Soup. Oh, gosh. Okay. First of all, Pew had to explain to me what Duck Soup is. All right. Here we go. Duck Soup as reviewed by Suinki. It's nice when families work on projects together. I liked the part where they all looked the same when they put on the same makeup. Sometimes Pew finds me laughing uproariously when watching silly Kenyan comedians who do their act in Swahili. It doesn't make him laugh, but he's happy that I'm happy. That's how I felt when listening to him guffaw joyously at the Marx Brothers' antics. Afterwards, we watched Harpo Marx play the harp, and that was really nice. Bam. That was a lovely little review. Was, was it? Yes, it felt like a, like a preemptive apology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I said I said what I meant to say, and I'm happy. All right. Duck soup in limerick form. Hit us, Pew! The Marx Brothers bust alabaster, as each in his right is a master. A hundred years later, there's still no one greater, whose loud fast is louder or faster. Whose loud fast is louder or faster. Loud fast. Loud hyphen fast, like just their the the loud factor and their fast factor. Oh, I was thinking fast as in not to eat food to to for for some purpose. So, mm, no, the film was just very loud and very quick moving, <laughs> and I don't think I've seen a film that I has really? been louder or quicker moving. Do you, it was quick moving. Yeah, it just oh. rocketed from sentence here. Okay. Mm. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with you. <laughs> Tell me, Pew. Um, it rocketed from one nonsense sentence to the next nonsense sentence to the next mm-hmm. nonsense action. Uh, but for you, that didn't play as distinct sentences or actions. Mm. It was just a hum <laughs> of nonsense throughout the whole film. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. if you if you were to set, I mean, they they wouldn't even stick on a pun for more than five words before they were on to the next mm-hmm. pun or the next little bit of craziness. I loved it. I I've Aww, seen this you before. Were really happy, yeah, yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it makes me cry just like to tears of laughter. Yeah, yeah. There was the gag when they said we need to call for reinforcements, and then they just cut to whatever garbage B roll they could find. <laughs> that gag will. Always get me. Yeah, yeah. You really liked also when when he was changing his clothes for every scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't <laughs> like we don't care what we're just you gonna just, do stuff. Yes. Or whatever it is, we've got to do whatever we're doing. There must be more being done. Yeah. Whatever's on screen, we have to amplify it. It c- builds this like kinetic energy <laughs> that you I I can't ignore. You can sleep through portions of it, but I am. <laughs> just compelled edge of my seat because mm. i know something's coming something else is something coming else ah is, isn't that interesting how we can watch the same movie and just have completely different experiences yeah 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 dog whistle and that's why i was totally fine with you not liking raven lane because mm. it was of that same kind of just like of yeah. the ideas are delivered in this kind of rapid fire nonsense none of it means anything by the end of raven lane and that's like the whole point Mm. and watching you see something like duck soup and flatline for the entire (laughs) thing was reassuring because it was like yeah this is just it doesn't make sense to her brain what's Mm. going on right now but i promise you even in its rough form Mm. uh murder house murders is really silly and really funny it's just not it just doesn't register a blip on your radar I believe you, Pew. I believe that it is funny that there are people who are going to laugh. Like, for example, I think Baba Jesse, your dad, he's going to really like it. I think he's going to enjoy it a lot. I like the ending. I like I like that there's a cat. I, they're just the, the, you know, why am I on the spot? Uh, because you didn't like my script at all. It's, <laughs> we can discuss it as mature adults. It's okay. You don't have to like everything. Yeah. Hmm. What? What? You want to say something and you're not saying it. You're holding your tongue behind your mouth. I am. Okay. Because sometimes, is it okay if we unpack our stuff? I'm probably going to get hate mail for unpacking this. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Do I have your permission? You have my permission. Okay. Mm. Um, There are times that I like will watch something Mm. like Duck Soup and I'll be like, um, 
yeah, 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 you don't like it, but you can understand the artistry yes. and the 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 minds that went behind yes. it. And you'll go, I'm happy for them. And I'm just like, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said, I do, I do appreciate it. And I, I what I liked afterward is that afterward, after we watched the movie, you played something for me to show me what these guys really are. I mean, what they also are. And you played you, uh, the video of Harpo playing the harp so beautifully. He's so talented. And his face, his facial expression is so different when he's playing the harp. He's intent. He, he's this, this, it, like this passion that translates to his fingers. And the music is so beautiful and so articulate. And it was such a sharp contrast to his goofy performance with the bells and the the horns and the and the hats and the scissors and the, you know and and then also he played piano with his brother Chico. And yeah amazing so I, I of course i respect their art but i i just it doesn't it just doesn't it click for me doesn't register a blip yeah, on yeah. on your comedy radar yeah and that's like there's something about them that we don't have any more like these are road tested guys yes. who would do two shows a day yeah. seven days a week they started out in that vaudeville world mm -hmm. of performance mm. so you just don't get comedy teams that are this tightly rehearsed right. that they like bang through the beats mm. so tight for an hour straight they're hitting like you know split second timing mm. on every line of dialogue yeah. every physical motion we just don't have a culture that can create artists with that level of precision mm. in a in a long take anymore yeah, yeah so just as like this this document of what performance was at that time yes and this like you know five ten year period when vaudeville traveling performers were making that transition to film film, film yes mm. you didn't you couldn't have had films before this because we didn't have films to document the traveling performers yeah yeah and you can't have film actors this rehearsed because they're not doing the same routine for two nights every night for a year yeah. straight yeah that's like true. you just mm -hmm. don't get rehearsals like that for film anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i really uh, as a, as a document as an archive of yeah. what performance was for a brief brief moment in history mm. um they're just fascinating oh, on that yeah. level. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm so happy that after the movie ended, you played those videos for me. And I just have such high respect for them. Because they're not just clowns. Like, yeah. they also did high art. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was a, a vaudeville show. Like, it had to have the burlesque. It had to have the... They had to have something for everyone in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, Pew. So it's just... And also, it's so silly. It's <laughs> so unapologetically silly. Yeah. Nothing matters except whether or not it's silly. <laughs> I like that. And I'm glad you enjoyed Harpo. And I mm. was dead wrong. I, w I have to apologize for what I said last night. Mm. Uh, Harpo picked up the harp in his 20s. Really? So up until then, he was just playing piano and doing vaudeville, and then he just picked up the harp. Probably playing, because there's a piano wow. everywhere. Wow. Uh, he was probably playing piano with his brothers and mm. having a good time with that. And then yeah. his mom got him a harp in his 20s, and he just... He, he went, went all in on it. Yes. What a what a fascinating human being. Now I just want to watch Harpo videos. They're very cool. They're very, very yeah. cool. He's he's the real deal. Of all of them, he's my favorite. I mean, yeah. Groucho's got the patter. Mm. Chico's also got the patter. Yeah. Zeppo, I don't know what Zeppo brings what to Zeppo. the equation. I, I had to check. Why why are they including this guy in all the shots with the with the three brothers and then this one guy. And then later on I realized, oh, he's one of the Marx brothers. <laughs> I don't know why this guy was. was he went into management. Show. He left the, the, the comedy team mm. after a couple of movies and went into talent management. Uh. But even back then, he was such like obviously an accountant. He was such a square compared yeah. to the other three. Mm. I could be wrong. They Maybe he was unhinged. the life of the party. Yeah. But he just looks so out of place next mm. to them. He doesn't even look like them. Like that, that bit where they, they all had the same makeup on, the mustache and the, uh, the, the, the nightcap, mm -hmm. the eyebrows. <laughs> they all look the same because they all have the same features. I don't think Zap Zappo would have, had, would have looked as, like his brothers. And that's a thing. Like, like that bit makes me wonder, did these dudes really just... I mean, they were brothers, so of course they all had an impersonation of each other. Mm. Of course they would go into each other mode to make fun of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I started wondering, like, 
if they're doing these as road shows, like what they've are there nights that they just switch parts mm-hmm. that that Chico would do all of Groucho's parts and Groucho because that bit seems so so like. Like, we need an excuse to impersonate Groucho. Like, they all had their version of Groucho, yeah. and they just wanted to do it on screen once. It uh-huh. made me wonder, like, what? Did they, well, on the road show, would they? What they a must fascinating have. group. They must have. Yeah. Anyway, it's very cool. Thanks uh, for choosing that, Pew, and I'm glad that it survived the test of time and that it's on DVD now, and you can get it anywhere. I like that you mentioned DVD technology like it was exciting and new and <laughs> something that required mentioning. It is for me. I'm happy. All right. Do you want to blow this popsicle stand or would you like to leave this popsicle stand as is? We should we should uh we should leave it as is so that we can come back to it. I'd like to thank Jerry for making an appearance. Two appearances. I was just gonna correct you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you for joining us. Now you know the whole cast. There's Pew, me, the little one, and Jerry. And we all love you and we're looking forward to having you on the next episode. I would like you to address me once more by my actual name that you invented on this episode. Uh, Joking Pew, abbreviated, is Jew. I thought you were going to say (laughs) Jaquew. Please note that that uh, was off the fly and I wasn't planning on it ending up that way. Then I'm going to go to the nature cam, which is getting almost too dark to see anyway. Uh And we will do one for mom. You ready for it? Yes. Together. Together.